This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I'm grabbing my coffee cup for my first sip of coffee of the day. Oh, an exciting moment, especially for the junkie, the addict. Look at him. (laughs) Lying in a gutter, begging for change. (laughs) Turning tricks at the bus station. Just for a cup of his monkey juice. Grimy. Grubby. Mm. Humiliate. God, coffee's good. Oh, I love it. I opened a thing of coffee uh, in the morning the other day, and uh, I said, what do you guys think? What do you think of the smell of this to my kids? And one of them loved it, and the other one hated it. And I remember as a kid, I loved the smell of coffee long before I ever drank it. I thought it smelled great. You remember when they used to have high-end coffee shops in the mall where they had, like, a bunch of different beans they grind up for you? Oh, my wife used to love to go in there, and she's not a coffee drinker. It's a wonderful smell. Oh, it's great. But I wonder if if that's an indication of if you're going to be a... A slave to the bean, if you a like. Bean fiend. <laughs> if you like the smell long before you ever even drink it. He sneaks drinks of coffee, Henry does. Ooh, Java right. slut. Of course, he was up until uh, about two thirty, huh. which means I've had about two hours and fifteen minutes sleep. Oh lord! But uh, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I'd be psychotic. And he's on Valium, which I don't want to argue with you people about. Oh, but yeah, that's what don't. he's on to try to put him to sleep, and that won't do it. I'm I'm contacting the doctor to, today, and I'm going to say, listen. There's got to be a drug on effing planet Earth that will put a 70-pound person to sleep. There's got to be. There's got to be. Wow. You can't tell me there's not a drug, and we've tried like (laughs) 10 of them, that won't put a 60-pound person to sleep. (sighs) And again, I don't want to argue with you about it. No, no, please. I know we should go gluten-free and try all all these different things. All right. Anyway, live from Studio C. Please go the f*** to sleep. (laughs) See, Senor. See, Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Have you read him that book? (laughs) Um, uh, Under the tutelage of our general manager. The scathing IG... No, 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 sorry, canceled, last second. Crying immigrant children. There you go. Because I've had so little sleep, and that's a shockingly low amount even for me. Yeah, you're getting into university experiment yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- and or like Al-Qaeda at Gitmo. The upside for the listener is there's a chance I say all kinds of things I shouldn't say. I already have. See, if I'd had more sleep, I wouldn't even have told you the stuff I just told you. Yeah, oh boy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm a little scared. little scared. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to throughout the day. I get more and more tired. Uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. I um, had an interesting weekend. It started on Saturday where I went to the DMV to renew my license because it was a couple months late. I had forgotten about it. Eh. And, and anyway, 
So I'm legal now, driving. Congratulations. Finally. And also, I had a wonderful Father's Day yesterday with lots of barbecue and uh, great stuff, great families. That's great. That's really nice, Michael. I had a miserable, lonely, depressing Father's Day, but I want to hear all about yours. Your joy doesn't give me pain, not at all. (laughs) Tell us more. Because your children left you. Now, we did have a... They went as far as they could, and my wife left me as well. It was me and the dog on Father's Day. Really? Me, the dog, and the bottle. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Just a quick kind of uh, entertainment. What's on the Magical Box Roundup? Uh, the Incredibles 2, the best movie I've seen all year. I will say no more. I think everyone should go see it. Really? We will Dang eventually. It, I've already said more. It's a cartoon, isn't it? That's for children. <laughs> so they some might have you believe. Uh, Westworld, uh, the second season is coming to an end. The final season is, or the final episode is uh, this upcoming Sunday. No show, no show has done less with more than Westworld, but I can't stop watching it for some reason. And Succession, the new HBO kind of prestige drama, I'm starting to lose some faith in as well. I'm still watching it, but I don't know how good it actually is. And what show is that? It's called Succession. Uh, okay. It's about the the media group and the passing on of the, is the dad ready to let go? Does he want his kids to take over? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. You mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I saw an ad for that. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every ding-dang day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, I am great. This is nuts. My financial advisor sent me a text, and apparently, thanks to advanced algorithms, <laughs> our investment in the U.S. Open has paid off big time. What? This has got to be some sort of money laundering you, thing. You're on a roll unlike any gambler I've ever known. Oh, it's a lot like gamblers I've known. Wait, <laughs> wait for it. But I thought you bet uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, yeah, well, apparently the advanced algorithm changed things around and the way the pool bounced you're around. You're in the friggin' mob. It's clear to me. What are you selling, meth? This no. is meth, isn't it? This is propping up blockchain cryptocurrencies in some way. I don't know how yet. It's 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 it's, it's heroin laced with fentanyl. Uh, don't take Marshall's heroin. You'll die. Gentlemen. Once I get the final tally tomorrow, I will once again bring home the bacon. Fantastic. Not until tomorrow. Not until tomorrow. You're on a roll, though, with your scratchers and your sports bets and everything like that? Yeah, I'm going to have to actually keep some uh, detailed notes on all this. Yeah, kids kids betting is is not this easy. You can't just, like regularly bet on sports teams and make money. No, not at all. Well, and keep in mind, and I send this message in particular to our friends at the IRS, all of these stories of winnings at gambling are entirely apocryphal and created to entertain the folks on the air. And drugging children, purely fodder. (laughs) Right. And all urban men. All urban men. The the story I'm about to tell about catching and skinning a panda in the wild is entirely... Entirely. That's what you did for Father's just, Day? Just to amuse wow. the fo- Well, I was angry because I was alone. I guess. <laughs> I did it out of pure meanness. By the way, my recent windfall comes nowhere near the net worth of today's celebrity having a birthday. Sir Paul McCartney, 76 years old. Net worth, $1.3 billion. Wow. The old beetle. Last year, Paul made $54 million. Good for him. Just wow. a good year. I yeah. didn't realize Paul McCartney was pushing 80. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, love yeah. Paul. Love Paul. How can you not love Paul? Um. So play some Beatles songs today, I guess? Sure, why not? Or Paul McCartney. You know, Paul McCartney. Solo stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, Paul McCartney and Wings, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in addition to the Beatles. So Correct. you got to play the Wings stuff. Sure. All right. Uh, I'm Jack Arm. <laughs> <laughs> that Enthusiasm was in his voice. 
Way to, way to be on board, Michael. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Uh, it is Monday, June 18th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, let's begin the show. It's a brand new week. Here we go at Mark. Beautiful. <laughs> well, it happens so rarely in that damn game. You got to take some time to celebrate, huh? How about Mexico? Woo! Taking out the defending champs in the first in the first row, well, not out of the tournament, but, right? Yeah. But Germany should have built a wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I have to talk a little bit about. Made that. the ref pay for it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't watch the soccer, but I don't quite understand. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. We'll talk more about that later. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump border policies under fire. President's lawyer Rudy Giuliani out there talking pardons. And the president's senile friend, you mean? Rudy is off the leash. And health officials are warning about gaming disorder, a new mental illness. Heads up, positive Sean. <laughs> is this about me or you? Stories coming yeah. up. Yeah, gaming, huh? Yeah, we might be talking to somebody about smartphone addiction. That's the disorder I'm most worried about. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We have some shower thoughts, some controversial takes on the immigration problem, etc. God dang it. Ah, oh boy. I, I, you know how much I want to talk about immigration and separating children from their parents and stuff like that? You know, my level of enthusiasm for that. Could, I'll take it on. Could not be lower. Oh, my God. And either party could have solved this whole mess at any point over the last 30 years. Oh, they don't want to. That's the worst thing they could do. Come on. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Who was that guy? Please explain, says one texter. That was uh, that's what they do during the big soccer matches when somebody scores a goal. They often yell goal. Oh but yeah. They stretch it out for a very long time like that, and people find it entertaining. Goal. Specifically, the the Mexican play by play announcers do that. So is the is the World Cup? It's not every year, right? It's every four years? Correct. Correct. So I, so the, the defending champion got knocked out in the first round. Well, they lost a game. They well, played okay, multiple games. They lost games. the first game. Yeah. The defending champion lost the first game. And then I heard that's, that's just the third time that's happened in the last 20 years. Wow. Well, if, wow. They, if, they, play this every, if they do this every four years, that's only five times. Oh, you're right. And so three out of five times. So it happens more. It's unbelievable. Often, so it happens more often than not. It's like most, Haley's comet. So it's the most likely thing to happen. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why I should be so excited. I like when they throw in Golasso, which uh, I think we we asked last World Cup, and somebody explained it's like uh, it's an it's a uh, intensifier. It's almost like saying effing goal. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, hmm. but not an obscenity. Even though it's, it sounds like they're saying ass, which, of course, is a terrible word, and I don't suggest you say it. Mailbag. 
Congratulations to our friends in Mexico. And also, nobody's repeated as a winner since 1962. So it's more like March Madness, where it's like, you know, on any given game, anybody could beat anybody. It's more like that than it is anything else, it seems like to me. The great Brooks Kepka repeated as the United States Open champion. The first time that's happened in hmm. 40 years or something like that. That's your golf. We'll talk about that for the entire 7 o'clock hour. That's what I'm with the stick in the ball. That's it. <clears throat> Let's begin the mailbag segment with the weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich at Salt Lake City sent along. If racehorses could comprehend that victory been a lifetime of leisure and sex, they'd probably run even faster. (laughs) Yeah, and they'd probably kick each other and do anything it took to win the race. Listen to this one. If you raise your children, you spoil your grandkids. If you spoil your children, you raise your grandkids. You raise your children, you spoil your grandkids. If you spoil your children, you raise your grandkids. Wow. Or, you know, if you neglect your children, they become junkies or whatever. Yeah. Number of, uh, number of people raised by their grandparents these days is pretty shock, shocking. Mm. If you run at 11 p.m., you're a night person. If you run at 5 a.m., you're a morning person. If you run at 3 a.m., you're a suspicious person. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. narrow window right there. Yeah, true enough. That's uh, that's that's a just a six-hour window. Mm-hmm. You're clearly, you're clearly, you see one, two of those are very ambitious people. Oh yeah, you think, wow, they're hardcore. Three a.m. Call the cops. <laughs> uh, your dog thinks fetch is a game that the two of you made up, and he loves you for that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think my dog thinks uh, on that high level at all, but uh, he sure does enjoy the game. We played a lot of it yesterday because he was my only companion. Mm. <sighs> Moving along. Your wife was gone on Father's Day. Yes. Mm. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. But she has a good reason. She's off having fun with a friend. Gotcha. Leaving me alone. And they planned it on Father's Day. That's right. All day. The entire day. (laughs) Woke up alone. Went to bed alone. (laughs) Were you to say, have a golfing outing with your friends on Mother's Day, I'm sure it would have been fine. Mm. (laughs) Probably would have been fine, right? Right. You know, maybe I'll suggest that. One more sports-related note here. Boxing is a competition to see who can jiggle their opponent's soft brain tissue hard enough to make them forget how to stand up. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Rattle their brain till they can't stand up. Yay! And I did it to you before you did it to me. Right? The sweet science, they call it. I've always thought of epidemiology as the sweet science, but boxing is some some people's choice. Father's Day gifts. Hey, fellas, wanted to share a few pictures with you of a couple of gifts I've gotten my father-in-law the last couple of years. He's been fagified for a few years now uh, and finally convinced me to give you guys a listen. On the day Positive Sean started his hot dog challenge, Oh, that was some highbrow stuff. Needless to say, well, you I tuned in that week and stuck with it. Needless to say, I haven't uh, missed a segment since... This is a show where one guy pays another guy to see if he'll eat until he gets sick. That's a good show. We're both UPS drivers that yell, sad, at people's driving and inevitably <laughs> quote the great Don- Dennis Rodman at least once a day. Uh, so he, he sent a couple of the gifts. He actually made his father-in-law Armstrong and Getty oven mitts uh, based on our oft-referred-to but rarely delivered gift for 10 years of listening. And um, also uh, a T-shirt, Jack. On the bottom, I, I should have printed it out bigger. It's a Thistle Be Awesome t-shirt. Oh, yeah, for my museum. Yeah, your museum dedicated entirely to... That'd be good. That'd be a good logo. 
the great thistle, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the most fascinating plant in the your American opinion. thistle. Right, right. Its ability to thrive with so little uh, care. It's a metaphor for all of us, isn't it? This will be awesome. P.S. says Mike. After amusing us, I feel uh, willing to indulge him. Have you guys lost the clip where Trump demeans the housekeeper? Hello, Miss Piggy. Hello, Miss Housekeeping. Oh. Dang it, that was gold. Says Mike. That was gold. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it's actually especially the, on Immigration Week. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. I don't believe he was demeaning a housekeeper. I believe that was a beauty. Contestant. Oh, exactly. That contestant. was a Miss USA contestant. But didn't it have something to do? With, it had something to do with being Hispanic, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he said if she you're not gained a little weight, and said oh, right. if you're not careful, you'll be Miss Housekeeping or something to that effect. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Oh, God. oh boy. Oh my God. Moving along, here's old man Fred. Happy day after Father's Day, dads. The man haters, media supported, would refer to it as Male Toxicity Day and be in support of gender reassignment for young boys. I'll now pursue vodka toxicity. <laughs> Old man Fred, always a fan of the cocktail. You know, I will I will never forget on Father's Day, um, since I learned this several years back from a coworker we had that <clears throat> who uh, who didn't grow up with a dad, who felt like uh, those of us who did grow up with a dad were like rubbing it in the faces of people who didn't have dads on Father's Day, and I. You know, for those of you who take it that way, that's uh, that's that's well, it's terrible. Well, it's and I would suggest that's not the point. That's not what we're doing. Those of us who have dads or have kids, we're not trying to like rub it in the face of people. Of course not. Who didn't have that structure? And indeed, I would suggest if that gives you uh, discomfort, you dedicate your life to making sure your children never have that feeling by being a great dad and or mom. You know, I'm just. No, no, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not going to say It's this. the lack of sleep talking. I might say it later, but I'll have to think, think it about it. Yeah, yeah, run it past me. <laughs> Please. Uh, Rob writes, uh, guys, it's been my occasion of late to drive from California through the dark badlands of Nevada on the way to the great state of Idaho. The Good olden, drive. In the olden days, AM radio, of which you are respective denizens, respected denizens, we'll, we'll take any band, though, any FM state. Well, we're on some FM stations. Wish it was more. It was my only solace, my only company in these dry places. Now you can get a solid cell signal the entire way. You can. Wow. This means I can listen to the A&G podcasts the whole way. Uh, not being That's able to listen to you makes this intolerable journey, intolerable journey <laughs> into something that is only mildly horrific. I haven't made that drive in years, but I used to make it a lot. And uh, not only did you have no cell phone reception, but you didn't even have really any radio stations for a long chunk of it. Oh, yeah. You go to Will- Willamette, uh, Nevada, and turn left. That's the entire instructions. Right. For getting to, getting to uh You can to always Idaho. find some Spanish stations. Like, there's like one town you need to go to and, and turn left. Getting sick of how awesome you are, Robin Folsom. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <Wow. laughs> and Phil, the waiter, says, guys, you need to have a podcast. Long form. You guys are awesome. Please. Oh, you're very kind. We're, we're doing it. We're working on it, right? We're going to do mm-hmm. another one. I have the right guests. You know, I'd like to talk to for an hour. I don't know if you can do it as Jonah Goldberg because I've been reading his book. Heck yeah. Yeah, and listen, all of you say you should talk to Jordan Peterson. Yeah, we know we should. The guy's a little busy. <laughs> yeah, and I would I would talk to him any day of the week, but it is I don't know. I don't it's not trite. I don't know the right word for it, but well, it's a to, little obvious, but I think it would be stimulating. Oh, sure. For those of you who don't know his act. Uh, Marshall's news on the way. A lot of stuff we got to get into today to catch you up from the weekend. I don't want to talk about immigration, but I guess we're gonna coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Ah, 
I just got a text who's walking to work in San Francisco, and guess what they saw on a park bench as they went around the corner on a beautiful morning? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm afraid to, afraid to, uh, right. to ask. Wow. What? That is something. Was- huh? Used food. Oh, boy. On the bench. On the bench. Oh, that's extra points. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, that is so gross. The, you uh, know how often I saw that in New York City, walking around for days, not once. Bench poo. The big story in the uh, Daily Mail today about uh, visitors horrified by San Francisco. How would you? It's not getting be- into global coverage. Well, right, because if you've gotten used to it, like you know, I've been bumping around San Francisco for a couple of decades now. Right. I'm just used to it. You go to another big city and say, "Wait a second. This looks completely different. There's no trash. There's no bums. So what's another, the deal? One of the fun things that I've kind of discovered these past couple months is that whenever there's big conventions that go to the Bay Area, they often have, hey, and if you're tweeting about use hashtag, you know, SalesCon or whatever. If you use that hashtag and you start searching, you'll see people complaining about, hey, what is the deal with oh, really? all this? Hey, how come I go? And, and, right. yeah, and all these people who are not used to this sort of Here's your city experience. The streets are filthy. There's trash everywhere. It's disgusting. Tourists express shock and horror after visiting San Francisco, saying, quote, rampant drug use and violent crime will keep them from ever coming back. We'll have to talk about that more later. That's interesting. Wow. And that's, uh, you know, that's up and down the West Coast. Anyway, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's planning to meet with Senate and House Republicans this week to talk about border security and immigration policy. Nearly 2,000 children have been separated from their parents in the first six weeks of the administration's policy of zero tolerance for immigrants coming into the U.S. at the southern border illegally, sparking demonstrations and heated debate. White House advisor Kellyanne Conway insisting immigrant kids aren't being separated from their parents at the border as leverage to get concessions in immigration policy. I certainly don't want anybody to use these kids as leverage. I saw a headline that uh, breathlessly screamed as much, and I object to that very forcefully. Let me say this. These children that are in, in fairness, by the way, it was a White House official that told the Washington Post. Yeah, I'd like Post, to know who that is, by the The thinking in the building is to force by people the way, to the table. By the way, I want that person to say it to my face. She was on NBC's Meet the Press. She was emphasizing the Democratic lawmakers are blocking funding for family detention centers. She said there simply isn't the capacity to keep the families together. Is that what Trump was talking about? It's the Democrats' law. It's not a policy. I, just, I, I haven't been able to even follow the administration's argument on this. Yeah, and advocates and Democratic uh, lawmakers, they were out in force Sunday. They were staging protests to demand an end to the policy. One of them, Senator Jack Reed. He's using it to intimidate families so they don't come across the border. He's using it as a political ploy. So it's not the law. And to say it is the law is just misrepresenting the facts. Stop saying law confusing i'm i am confused by this because i've seen a number of people state that it is the law but it has not been enforced in this way then i've heard other people say it is not the law which is it does anyone know Uh, well i'll I'll tell you this here's my mean-spirited uh comment of the day that i don't feel mean saying at all i'll say it 50 times a day you don't want your kids taken away from you don't sneak into a country don't try to come into a country illegally if you don't want your kids taken away from you. It's very easy to avoid. You can avoid it all day long. You can avoid it the rest of your life. Don't try to sneak into a freaking country and your kids won't be taken away from you. It's that easy. But they live terrible lives, dangerous lives that in sucks. El Salvador or that Honduras sucks. or That wherever. absolutely a, sucks. They're refugees. Mexico they're doesn't. Mexico doesn't. Statue right. of Liberty, blah, blah, blah. Mexico doesn't let you do it. Neither does anybody else in the world. We're supposed to be better than? Okay. Maybe we're supposed to be better than that. We are supposed to be better than that. But I don't want to just let people come in because we're nice. 
Over the weekend, President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was out there sending mixed messages over the possible pardons in the Robert Mueller investigation. Rudy was on CNN's State of the Union saying that Trump is not going to be issuing any pardons in the investigation. The president has issued no pardons in this investigation. The president is not going to issue pardons in this investigation. And my advice to him, you know, as long as I'm his lawyer, is not to do it. Rudy, at the same Rudy, time... Rudy, number one, you're not really his lawyer. <laughs> you're, you're his cable news confuse the issuer or something. Rudy was un moored this weekend he was saying stuff i just couldn't even figure out if he was sober or if he's round the bend because of his age or whatever he seemed he seemed like he was making it up as he went his teeth don't seem to fit right well there's that as well (laughs) it's a smoke bomb for hiring (laughs) poo smoke bomb i'm not exactly sure what his role is at this point either i think the the uh you know to Trump playing three-dimensional chess and manipulating the media. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they could have uh, controlled when this immigration story went big, but it was a, a huge swing and miss. Because the Sunday shows would have been all about that IG report that came out late in the week, yeah. which yeah. was very favorable for Donald Trump. But it got really little coverage because of the whole immigration thing. Well, and there was plenty in there for Hillary fans, too. So the mainstream media would have been pretty enthused about that, about Comey's missteps. So, yeah, that was a hot one. That was a hot, steamy, delicious uh, pot full of news. But the Sunday shows went with, you know, little crying two-year-olds being taken yeah. away from their mom, which is, you know, a hell of a picture, and then making Trump people explain it. One of, one of the things that drove me crazy yesterday was Jonathan Carl on ABC filling in for George Stephanopoulos. He had uh, Steve Bannon on. And so he puts up a quote from the Pope. The Pope said this, and I quote, and it was something like, all children deserve a chance to be happy or something like that. Oh, boy. And Steve Bannon replied to that. Oh, my God. Seriously? The Pope says all children deserve to be happy. Oh, my God. And that's the United States' job, I guess, to make sure all children from all over the world are happy. Better get started. (laughs) Don't you bring that on yourself when you start using the Bible as the defense for your your policy? Jeff Sessions is an idiot. He needs to, I, I will not defend Jeff Sessions on anything anymore. Where's the, there's one quote. I thought it was in the New York Times. Um, they were talking about the, the scenes of pathos and sadness. Um, I can't find it. Uh, but the reference was uh, seeing pictures of, of all these children, some of them dirty and crying. I thought, wait a minute, I've raised three kids. One of them's dirty and or crying, like at every moment between age birth birth and age 11. All right? A kid being dirty and or crying is not that notable. I'm Stop dirty it. and crying once a week. That's right. That's right. Poor Michael. Well, Greta Van Susteren was on one of the shows yesterday, and I thought she had the best answer. Maybe we should dig it up. And she went through what I went through last week of the number of times in the last 20 years that the Republicans or the Democrats have controlled the entire government and could have dealt with this immigration system and come up with their own law that's as nice as they think it needs to be or whatever. Sure. And But they didn't because nobody is actually interested in solving this situation. Correct. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization is getting ready to classify video game addiction. I'm sorry, who? The World Health Organization. Who? who? Yes, that's who. They're getting ready to classify video game addiction as a mental health condition. That's interesting. Called gaming disorder. But they, they don't have smartphone addiction on there? Not, not so far. Uh-huh. Not, not that I have seen in this. Uh, 
Anyway, I, don't, I don't play enough video games. I've known people that feel like they got addicted to video games or whatever, but right. practically everybody I know feels like they're addicted to their smartphones. So well, it's just interesting that they went with video games. I think games. you can dip in and out of your smartphone a lot more right. easily than some game that, that goes on really? forever and ever. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to take your word for it. They're saying gaming disorders marked by gaming taking precedence over most everything else, leading to social and personal dysfunction. Cleaning yourself, eating, having a job. <laughs> Bathing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's wrapped. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's uh, Park Bench Poo is probably somebody with a mobile gaming system. <laughs> it didn't feel like stopping long enough to find a toilet. Please game responsibly, everybody. <laughs> so then what happens once it's declared a uh, an actual mental health situation? Does uh, insurance cover it and rehabs and the whole thing? I'm sure they'll try and go after uh, some of those. Uh, but by the way, uh, gaming officials are saying, now this is just going to stigmatize, stigmatize those who like to play video games. Correct. Yeah. Now you'll have to deal with the social... Well, there's a lot of ways to ruin your life, and that's one of them, honestly. You know? I'd rather play golf so much your wife is angry at you, or you would sit there staring at the tube watching sports so long. I'd rather my kids are in their room playing the video games than taking heroin. I mean, there are levels of these addictions. Right. right. Where it's going to lead to. Uh, So we got so much stuff we got to get into. How upset are you about the little kids being taken away from their parents? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. You know, I'm not sure I buy your reasoning. I'd prefer my kids be public masturbators than heroin addicts, but that doesn't mean I think it's a good idea. Bring shame upon the family. Can you imagine? You'd prefer your kids are public masturbators? Than uh, fentanyl junkies, yeah, to kill them. I suppose, yeah. The I one you can true. turn around. Like, that's my point. It's not good. Neither one of <laughs> but it's better. A, neither one of those is a treat. No. Certainly not. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So I'm going to dig up a little bit of Trey Gowdy on uh, Fox News Sunday yesterday. And he was really blowing the mind of one Chris Wallace in that he was uh, so one-sided. He sounded like... um, you know, a lot of your big-time Trump supporters. And Chris Wallace kept saying, this is not the Trey Gowdy we're used to. Usually you're, you know, a little this, a little that. He said, but this is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. He is blown away by the IG report on how at every turn the FBI was so, uh, assuming assuming the best about Hillary Clinton's situation, giving right. him a break here and there, assuming she's innocent, coming to the conclusion she was innocent before they ever announced before they even finished the investigation, right, and did the opposite with Trump, assumed he was guilty with no evidence that he was guilty whatsoever, started an investigation with the assumption of guilt before they had any evidence of whatsoever, and did just the opposite. And uh, he's really bothered by that and right. what it means. Well, yeah, and and we'll certainly talk about this more later. But the idea that she is the inevitable next president, and these offenses were bad, but. Not unforgivable, and so can we weaken the country? Can we have the incoming administration be crippled 
the moment it takes office, that would be bad for the country. And so like Ford pardoning Nixon, we at the FBI are going to turn a blind eye to Hillary and blah, blah, blah. Whoops, she lost. Uh-oh. Now we look like idiots. Some more on that to come. Also, the now international and growing reputation of Sac of not Sacramento of San Francisco as being dirty, scary, crime-ridden, and bummy, and what it means. There's a great, great metaphor for for what West Coast progressive cities are going through, and it comes straight out of Father's Day, in my opinion. As I thought about fathering a lot yesterday, you wanted to father. You wanted to father someone? Well, I, I wouldn't have minded the, the, the act of beginning it, mm. um, but again, I was alone, mm. entirely alone, a man and his dog. When was the last time you were alone on Father's Day? Had never, been, never. Never in your life? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember it, and, and I would remember it because it's a scarring experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wandered lonely out to the golf course at one point that I live near, and... Uh, was knocking the ball around, just me and my thoughts, and uh, well, and the guys I hooked up with. Um, they were there too, but right, right there in the second hole, backyard, big giant family barbecue, the meat sizzling, the laughter of children, the clinking of glasses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just intensified my isolation. Anyway, I'm sure you have your problems too, folks. So I'll move along. <laughs> so I, I did spend an extraordinary, really inexcusable amount of time watching the United States Open Golf Tournament, uh, as I'm a big fan of that game, and uh, a, a, a linebacker-looking bitch by the name of Brooks Kepka won for the second year in a row, and that hasn't happened for like 40 years. And yet somebody won two years in a row because it's an incredibly hard golf tournament. They set up the golf course so that it's just super, super hard. Anyway, during the tournament, my fave golfer over the last couple of decades, one Phil Mickelson, Proud San Diegan, more or less, or La Jolla, or, or no, he's uh, out in Rancho Bernard. I can't remember. Where's he from? Where does he actually live? Because I'm going to stalk him. So in the middle of this golf tournament that was super, super hard, and the wind started blowing, the guys are trying to putt, and they were like putting off of the green. They'd have an eight-foot putt, and it would roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and roll until it was off the green. And some of the guys were getting a little nutty. Phil lost his mind. Did you see this video at all over the weekend? I haven't seen the video. I read about it. So he's he's hacking up a hole. He's already got a high score, and he hits a putt that's way too hard. And it is clearly going to roll off the green, through the rough, and like behind a sand trap. And he runs over, and he whacks it back at the hole while it's still moving. Which is just insane. It never happens. It's a huge violation of the rules. And the United States Golf Association, which runs the U.S. Open, had two choices what they could have charged him with. And one felony. was... Felony. Felony larceny. Felony being a, a cheater. But one was hitting a moving ball, which is usually what happens when you like put the club behind the ball and it rolls backwards a little and you go ahead and whack it. It's a two-stroke penalty. It's not a big deal. Then there's another rule that's essentially like jumping into the middle and deflecting a ball or interfering with play or something. That's an immediate disqualification. And they didn't charge him with that. I love Phil. I've rooted for Phil like crazy for years. Uh, My son and I have followed him at tournaments and, and chatted with him. I think they should have DQ'd him. He lost his mind. 
I think that should happen more often in golf. It should have happened with me when I was playing badly. The other players want it to happen. They just don't say it out loud. Just pick up your ball. Right. We'll give you a seven. Jeez. Or take a nine or take an eight or take a 50 or take a seven. I don't care. Well, we're Let's slow just, we're young. We're, we're all just standing around in the hot sun. Let's move on with our lives. Oh, God. He just chipped it over the green again. He's yeah. walking back and yeah. forth, back and forth. If I had to do golf all over again in my life, I would n- I would almost never play by the rules, except back when I, I played all the time and could play. Yeah. When, when you can't play, there's zero point in playing by the rules. Well, and if you're just playing for fun, it, it just you makes me crazy. You should always set the ball somewhere where it's nice, lush grass with a straight shot towards somewhere. Sure. Always yeah. when you're out with people playing. And just say to people, I'm not keeping score. Who freaking cares? Because the always doing trick shots because you suck <laughs> right. is just, there's no point in that. Well, if I bounce it off that rock between those trees. <laughs> well, it's funny. It, it makes me crazy because if you're playing competitive golf or you're betting or whatever, you play by the rules and it's it's challenging and I enjoy it, but you got to be pretty good at it. On the other hand, I'll just be playing for fun with guys. And there'll be a couple guys can play a little bit. One guy's mediocre. The one guy can't play at all. And, and guys are like, uh, put it to two feet. And mark it or whatever, or another guy will say, that's good. And I'm like, that's good. Pick it up from 50 feet. <laughs> Hit it once and walk the rest of the day. What do I? What are you giving putts for? There's nothing at stake here. Guy can putt it if he wants or not putt it if he wants. It's all voluntary. We're here on a voluntary basis. <laughs> Oh, strict rules of the game. Why? Yeah, I, if I could do it all over again, I'd play a lot of golf not by the rules. I followed the rules too much, and it was miserable. Hit it off a tee on the fairway. Who cares? Interesting texts we've gotten about the immigration thing and what they're doing at Monticello with Jefferson's Thomas Jefferson's history. Wow. Interesting. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.